Welcome to Alive to Give Life, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Nguyen. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive City Church. He's a seasoned and anointed teacher of the Word of God. As you listen to this message, get ready for a complete turnaround in every area of your life. Now, let's join the message already in progress. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. I planted the seed. Apollos watered it. But God made it grow. I want you to see the partnership. I planted. Did God plant the seed? Okay. Let's quickly see what is the seed. Give me Luke. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is what? The word of God. The seed is the word of God. Now let's go back to the previous verse. I planted what? I planted. God does not plant the word. I planted the seed. And Luke tells us that the seed is what? The word of God. I planted the word of God and Apollos watered the word. You see the things that has to happen before the growth can come. Number one, the word must be planted. I'm trying to make you realize that if you're going to grow this year, the word has to be planted. Without the word, we are wasting our time and our energy. Satan can even dance with us. You must become a strong believer this year. Not that believer that doesn't know the word. Or that believer that doesn't know how to pray. Or that believer that is just going to church. Uh, 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 you know, occupying a chair. So we take the picture. He's also in the picture. Become a strong believer. You are becoming a strong believer in the name of Jesus Christ. I planted the word of God. You must plant it. You are the, it's your responsibility. Apollos watered. Paul is the one who speaks. I planted the, the seed. Apollos, Apollos is another man. So man plants and man waters. You must plant and you must water. In other words, you must look after what you have planted. You must take care of what you have planted. Don't plant it and abandon it. You must keep checking it. And how do I water the word that I have planted in my heart? Through my prayers. Especially when I pray in the spirit. Give me a... What is that I want today? Oh, John, John 7 verse 38. Now, the one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living waters flow from deep within him. Streams of living water will flow. Uh, give me this in the, in the King James. Now, it says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly. Out of whose belly? His belly shall flow rivers of living water. What do you use to water? You use water, right? What do you use to water a plant? A, 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 what do you use to, to? You use water. 
And God is saying to you that inside your belly are rivers of living waters. The rivers of li the river. What do you use to water your seed? You use water. And now God is telling you where the water is. The water is not with Mahali's water. Or the water is in your belly. The water is in you. And how do you get this water out of you? Here Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit. And he was saying that when you receive the Holy Spirit, rivers of living water are going to flow out of you. So what happens? I plant the seed in my heart and as I engage in praying in the spirit, what starts happening is that the thing I planted in my heart begins to get watered. So, this is, the, this is the dilemma. Some people pray in the spirit, but they don't plant the seed. So, there is nothing that is being watered to grow. And some people read the word, but they don't pray in the spirit. Do you see? Like they really studiously read the word, but they are not allowing the, the waters in their belly to water the word. So two things must happen. I must plant and I must water. I plant by listening, by reading, by watching. When I'm watching a preacher, I'm planting the seed in my heart. When I'm listening, I'm planting. When I'm reading, I'm planting. Even when I'm reading to a Christian book, the Christian book is written by a Christian pastor who is reading the Bible. Do you understand? So every venue, avenue that I'm using, I'm planting the seed. Amen. I'm planting the seed. Every, as, I, as you are listening to me, if your heart is really open to me, you are receiving a seed being planted in your heart right now. It's being planted. You may never see it, but it's being planted. Are you following? Now, after you receive this seed, the Bible says that Satan is specialist to come and steal it from you. So you need to protect the seed. And after, and before, and after you need to water the seed. Otherwise, the seed will die. Some of the things you've been receiving are not growing. Why? Because you are not watering them. When you really get in the spirit, water starts coming out of you. And that water goes straight into your heart and waters all the words that you've been planting in there. And those things start growing. And your life starts changing. I promise you. I'm telling Look, I can only talk about my own life. That's how my life changes. Things get planted in. And as I start praying, I get in dimensions in the spirit, I know things are beginning to change. And it's a matter of time, they start changing. They start changing. Yours will change too. They will change. I see them changing actually. I see them changing. And then what is the result? Uh, Matthew chapter 13 verse 8. This is what you get. Still, other seed fall on the good soil where it produces a crop. A hundred, six hundred, 30 times what was sown. Say with me, growth. That is growth. That is how growth happens. Is that the seed gets sown, the seed gets protected, the seed gets watered, and after a while, production. Production. Something starts coming out of your life. People start seeing a change. Even when you sing, there's a difference now. 
If, whatever you do, your cells start, the, the, the people that come to your cells start changing. Do you understand? Like, things start changing. You can't begin to see things are changing. Even the way I'm teaching is not the same anymore. Something is happening. And if you continue doing it, it begins to change more and more. The more you, you plant the seed, you listen to the tapes, you listen to the podcast, you watch, and then you pray in the spirit for a long time, you will see start changing. Your cells start changing color. The presence of God starts coming into your cell. And the presence of God is what changes people. Yes, Not your good presentation. It's the presence of God. So this is how you get it done. You see? Where it produced. That is production. It means things are coming out. When you produce, it means it's something we can see. It comes out. But it's all starting with a seed that was sown. I'm talking about growing by meditating. As you spend time, this is, I'm just introducing. I haven't gone deep. I'm just giving you a little intro to understand that the word of God is going to be very important if you're going to be growing this year. If you're going to grow this year, you need to learn to respect the word of God. The word of God is not an option for us. It's our only tool. Amen? The word of God is what we use to reign on earth. The word of God is what we use to overcome depression. The word of God is what we use to overcome rejection. The word of God is what we use to overcome poverty. The word of God is what we use to overcome lack. All these things that are surrounding you, the word has the key. The word has the key. But you got to learn to go because you are the one to plant. So you need to learn to go and get it. So finding a good church is important. You need to be in a church where the, where the real word gets into your mind. Then having good books, having a Bible you understand, you, you, need, you need to become very intentional. Very intentional. A Bible you understand. Many believers don't have Bible, so No Bible. No Bible. No Bible at all. They don't read the Bible. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, do you even have a Bible? Do you even have? That is one of your growth goals this year. Do you even have a Bible? You will find people praying for a girlfriend. They don't even have a Bible. Lord, bless me with a girlfriend. I need some love in my life. Why must I face another winter alone in 2019? What have I done to deserve this? And God is asking, do you even have the New Testament? Okay, the Bible is too much. Do you even have the New Testament? I mean, we have powerful phones. We have high heels. We have different shoes in our wardrobe. Not the Bible. We have the latest shoes. We don't have a Bible. No Bible. How will you make it without the Bible? In the beginning was the... Give me John chapter 1 verse 1. Just see how powerful the word is. How will you ever make it? If you don't understand that this is how we believers operate. 
In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God too. He was the same was in the beginning with God. Three. All things. That, that's, that's, that's what I wanted to get you to. All things were made by him. The word. Remember in the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was God. We're talking about the word Jesus Christ. So he is the word. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that has been made. So you need to realize that as far as your life is concerned, without the word, nothing can be made. Nothing. Marriage cannot be made. Job cannot be made. Nothing can be made without the word. Disciples cannot be made. Nothing can be made. A cell cannot be made. Success cannot be made. You need a word from God. It is the word of God when it enters your heart that can produce those things. I really want you to understand this. And stop this game where you are playing with the word. Let's stop playing with the word. Value the word. Some believers go for months. They don't read the Bible. Months. I tell you, sometimes yes. The only word they hear is what is preached in the church. That's it. They don't read the word. <laughs> Nothing. You're going to see in one of the prayer points now, David said, oh, how I love your word. I love it. He says he loves it. He doesn't say, he says, I love your word. I love it. Your word, I meditate on it day and night. God told Joshua, this book of the law must never depart from your mouth. Meditate on it. Give me Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. You must, this is the secret. This is the key for success. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate, growing through meditating. Thou shalt meditate. To meditate means to think for a long time about something. You think about it continuously. You are in the bath, you are thinking about it. You are eating breakfast, you are still thinking about the same verse. The same verse is still in your mind. You are meditating. The same verse, to meditate means you are thinking about the same thing for a long time. Meditate day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, you see, it's only then that you, you, shall, make, you shall make your way prosperous. I thought that God was the one bringing us prosperity. But you are the one bringing your own prosperity. You make your way, your own way. You make it prosperous by meditating on God's word. You make your way prosperous. You know, I, did, I just I didn't do a deeper study. I was going to show you. There's a place in the Bible where the Bible says, and Isaac went in the field to meditate. Isaac went in the field. Search that on Google for me. Just tap, Isaac went to the field to meditate. And you'll see what happened after he went to the field to meditate. But look at here, Joshua. Meditate on it. Joshua is about to take charge of something he has never done before. He has never been in this land. 
There's an army that is facing him. He has never done any of these things. He is scared to his socks. And God says to him, this book. The solution is not a bigger army. The solution is the book. This book. This book. The tragedy of Africa is that Africans don't value books. And God put all his mind in a book. Africans don't like reading. They like watching TV. They like dancing. They don't like reading. But God put his entire mind in a book. That is a tragedy. For then you shall make your will prosperous and then you shall have what? Good success. Genesis Genesis 24. Get it there for me. Genesis 24 from verse 6. 63, yes. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field. I see you going out to meditate. Isaac went out. He went away. We're talking about people that had an impact. Isaac went out to meditate. Growing by meditating. Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the, the, the eventide. And he lifted up his eyes and saw and behold the camels were coming. Do you know what happened when you start meditating? You start attracting the camels. It is when he went to meditate that he saw the camels coming. And what was in the camel? Go to verse 64. And Rebecca. Rabba Shatapaya Gadaba. Rebecca. He saw the camels coming. And Rebecca. That's what the Bible. And Rebecca lifted up her eyes. And when she saw Isaac. She lighted off the camel. So who was on the camel? Rebecca was on the camel. Every Rebecca you want is in a camel somewhere. And you activate the coming of the camels by meditating. Meditation is what pulls Rebecca. As you are meditating, your Rebecca starts coming on the camel. And you see the camel is very slow. No, 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 no. Don't be in a hurry. That's why it's meditation. You take time. It has to enter deep. And they come and make one step with style. And Rebecca is on the camel with the breeze. Give me verse 65. You see what will happen there. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant has said, it is my master. Therefore, she took a veil and covered herself. I see you having some encounters with the camels and Rebecca. Encounters. You see, some of you, you are looking for your beloved in Simpson. Simpson. Legacy, generation legacy, 
what, what is it? What is it again? That's exactly what I said. I don't know what you heard, but that's exactly what I said. May God have mercy on you. So you are looking for your beloved in all those strange places. Isaac was smarter than that. Isaac went out in the field to meditate, reading the scriptures and thinking about the scriptures. You know, when you start thinking about God's things, God starts thinking about your things. We're thinking about his word, his people. He starts thinking about your needs. He told Adam, work here. Adam started working. Working, and then he made Adam, okay, I see you are working really. You are taking care of my stuff. Because you are taking very care of my church. Sleep. And as Adam is sleeping, remove something. Is any beloved. Okay, wake up. How about that? Your problem is you are too agitated. Your flesh is too much. Like a grasshopper. But the grace of God is coming on you this evening. Do you understand? We're going to grow this year. And I want, you see, the reason I'm teaching for long, I want the word to enter you. I want it to enter. I know some of you will catch it. Even if it's just a few of you will catch it. You will understand that I have a responsibility. No one went to meditate for Isaac. And Isaac went, put it back for me there. Isaac went 63. No one did it for him. His father, his father Abraham didn't do it for him. That is the, father, the son of Abraham. And the father didn't do it for him. Give me 63. He's right there. There we go. And Isaac went out to meditate. True leaders know how to separate themselves to meditate. They are not always with people. There's not much you can do when you are always with people. I'm telling you. People take from you. People can discourage you. People can distract you. People can depress you. A true leader must always learn to go out by yourself. Not always, but you need to have that time. So you go out and you meditate, not to worry. Because some people enter the room to worry. Why me? Lord, why? How long must I wait? A new year, nothing. Not even one SMS. Why? They are in the room, they are not meditating. You know, worry is negative meditation. You are meditating, but you are meditating on negative things. So we call it, you are worrying. It's meditation, but meditation is in a negative way. Do you see? Instead of you spending time looking at things that are not happening, take your Bible. Don't meditate in the space. Yoga. Yoga, they say, empty your mind. Free your mind. Uh, grown up people singing those songs of <laughs> kindergarten. 
No, the meditation we talk about is you take your Bible, you take your notebook, you take your pen, and if you have your cell phone, you take it with you, go to a quiet place, start playing the music, worship the Lord for a while, then open the Bible. We are in the book of Acts. Take a chapter. And I want to tell you something. Don't read it quickly to finish it by the fasting. Because you can read and get nothing. Go slow. Even if it takes you the whole year, don't worry yourself. If every time you read, you learn something, that is more important than somebody who's reading and learning nothing. Yeah. So I want to tell you, me, I take my things slow. I take my time. The word of God is not something to rush with. Take time. Go slow. Capture it. It's verse by verse. Sometimes one verse can take two days. Three days. One week. Just one verse. If you are really meditating, you cannot move fast. You will get a lot. You will get a lot. Let me show you something that I saw just in Acts chapter 1 verse 1. Can I show you what I saw in Acts chapter 1 verse 1? Maybe you just read Acts chapter 1 verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. This is Acts chapter 1 verse 1. Less very powerful lesson of leadership that I want to show you. The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. This is one of the greatest key of leadership. Never teach what you are not doing. I have been here for days. It is easy to tell people what to do. Meanwhile, you yourself, you are not doing it. The things which Jesus began both to do and teach. So he will do first and then teach. Not teach and maybe not even do. So Jesus was leading by example. And the Lord started showing me when you do before you teach, it carries authority. It carries power. It carries respect. People will believe in it. When you do before you teach, you will know you have experience about the thing. I can tell you how we can spend the whole day. Me, just me showing you all that I've learned. Just for Acts chapter 1, verse 1. But I could have rushed. I could be already in Acts chapter 16 with nothing in my head. When you start respecting the word of God, God is going to start speaking to you deeply. Any verse, God can speak wonders to you if you really want to hear him. He will reveal himself. He will show you deep secret. You know, if you want to have a ministry of impact, try to do before you teach. Don't be a person who tells people to do things that you yourself are not doing. The Bible says these are the Pharisees. They load big things on people, but they themselves cannot even lift their hand to touch it. So God shall show you many scriptures connected to that one. Are you guys here? Yeah. A true leader does before he teaches. Do you see that this verse can engage and change your leadership style in a day, in a minute? What have I asked my people to do? Am I doing it? Your whole ministry is based here because we are following Jesus. The things Jesus began both to do and to teach. Not to teach and to do. To do and to teach. You see? 
Acts 1 verse 1, I'm learning leadership. I'm learning integrity. I'm learning seriousness. I'm learning responsibility. I'm learning to be deep. And your whole ministry can be paralyzed because of this. Your disciples never tell you, but they can see that you are telling them to do things you are not doing. So they just look at you. They are quiet. But they will never do it. Why? Because you are not leading by example. So Jesus is rebuking us. He says, do first before you teach. Don't be quick to talk. Do. Let your actions speak louder than your words. That is what he's saying. Let your actions speak louder than your words. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. So this is going to be your year of explosive growth. Amen? And we're going to grow by engaging these things that I'm teaching you right now. Please don't just listen to me and go home and forget. Be a good listener. Be, don't just be a listener. Be a doer of the things you hear. It's by engaging them. Tell yourself, I'm no more a weak Christian. You understand? I'm not, I'm not that person I was the previous years. I'm changing this year. This year, I'm on fire for God. This year, I'm going to love God. This year, I'm going to serve God effectively. Be on your feet, please. Everybody, be on your feet. Are you ready to pray a little bit? I took my time purposely to get this in your spirit. Now we're going to pray. We're going to pray tonight. We're going to pray. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. To experience our services live, join us every Sunday morning from 9 a.m. at a Life State Church Sun City, located near Cornerstone Academy. Hope to see you soon. Remember, you're alive to give life.